Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 78 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. In this second of three parts, we sit down with some very engaged franchisees. During this segment of the interview, you're going to find out exactly what they do to set goals with their teams. And you may hear why they call themselves the one-uppers. With that, let's drop some Stevie. Now I can get into something that came up three, four, five times in adversity, which is goal setting. I want to know one, how you guys go about your own and then how you talk to your teams about goal setting. I do goal settings with the GM and their lead MIT twice a year. Once at the beginning of the year, first week of January, they set their goals. Uh, they talk about what they need from us to achieve their goals. They give me their what they consider their top four weaknesses in the store and how they're going to work to better those and their strengths as well, their top four strengths. And, and then we go on that. And then I have a mid-year goal setting in July where we uh, get up to date with uh, where their goals are and where we think they need to go. And we kind of re re reevaluate the goals based on where we're going, uh, where we've been for the uh, first six months of the year. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and that's, I was gonna say that's the kicker too. Jimmy said about revisiting the goals because I think the mistake a lot of the times that uh, even even as low as the GM level uh, in their individual stores, but setting goals and essentially never being held to the goals that, that they set, you know, just kind of letting letting it be some arbitrary number, or arbitrary whatever, and that that doesn't really serve any purpose. So anyone, anyone can set a goal. It's, it's actually you know trying to achieve the goal or trying to you know, be on you know, on par with, with hitting it. And Dan, what's your famous phrase in goal setting when these uh, managers and supervisors are setting these goals? I say, okay, well, that's great. What's not in place now that is going to be in place to achieve that goal? I love that. But the, the other thing that we do is we'll set, we'll have a goal setting session with the supervisors. We have three supervisors and then we have a group goal setting for each one of them. And what we do there is you know, I will remind the supervisor, hey, this is the goal that you set right now. Your team will not get you to your goal. So kind of get them to think like they're all in this together. And through the, as a collective group, they all have to, you know, some stores might have to do more in one area and, you know, less in another. If that's their focus. Or, you know, sometimes it, it um, will make the supervisor go, oh, I guess that is a lofty goal. I need to bring that down or. And then, you know, like he said, we meet monthly with our whole team and hold, you know, say, hey, this is the goal that you said. This is how you're tracking. And not just here's where you are now. This is where you've been tracking the last three, six months to show like you're not there, but you are making progress towards that goal or you're way off, you know, the deep end. And then quarterly, we'll have just the supervisor group in with us, not the whole team to say, here's where you are, you know, and, and 
once again, it's that accountability. It's this is the goal that you said. You said you were going to get there by doing these specific things. Are those specific things happening? Yes or no? You know, once again, does your team know what the goal is? Do they know how to get there and why it's important? And then the last question, if, if the first two questions are answered, yes, it's do they care? If they don't care, then they shouldn't be on your team. So we're talking about goals with kind of a broad brush. Let's let's dial in and what kinds of things, you know, Jimmy, Dan, Emily, the rest of the group, what kinds of things are your store level leaders coming to you with to set goals? What specific things, not the numbers per se, but what kinds of things are they setting goals around the categories? My guys set set sales goals, uh, PCYA sales goals for the year. Uh, they set a load time goal, a ADT goal, um, an OA goal sales per labor hour, uh, food variance, just typical stuff like that. OA's, OA was a big one this year because everybody that had never gotten a five-star before thought they were going to average a five. And that was something we had to discuss at, at the goal setting, uh, realistic goals. We go over costs a lot and sales goals and service goals a lot. And then, and then personal goals too. We use an acronym uh, called COST uh, that analyzes what we consider the four pillars of our business. We actually added a fifth pillar this year. So cost, the C is cost, O is operation, S is systems, and T is training and development. And then the second S is sales. So, you know, with cost, it's food, labor, SBLH, operations, uh, OTD, load, weight, and ADT uh, systems. We look at OA and then we have an internal systems audit that we do. And then training and development, you know, what percent of your team is trained? How are you going to get there? We look at uh, staffing percentage, then bench percentage. Like how many managers do you have per 5,000 in AWIS do you do? And then um, sales, we specifically are targeting or order count. Last week, we last week we sat down, I sat down and did one-on-ones with all of our managers. And you know, just to kind of talk or um, set goals around just the things that we want to talk about. And those were you know, uh, the food and labor, um, and then kind of EADT for them, and then their product quality scores. And, you know, the first one was people, kind of what do we have at each level, you know, um, drivers, assistant managers, CSRs. And so what do you, what do you need to be um, to get the, the order account goal that we set for each store? So just doing one-on-one with them for that, and then uh, going to meet with them every four weeks to review their progress to see where they are, just kind of it was nice to kind of sit down and actually talk with each manager one-on-one and kind of see where they are, where their understanding were around those things as well. I'm terrible at like uh, setting, setting tangible goals. And I, I mean that by, you know, I, I'm, we do, we do it. We set, you know, kind of same, same things. Everyone's, you know, their, their food, service, labor. Um, my mindset lately has just been really teaching the intangible things that, that, and I know this, it's not your typical, like, here's how to goal set, you know, step by step. Um, I just really want to, I've been working on mindset and accountability with my team a lot. I want to feel like I'm creating leaders and feel like I'm teaching. It, it's more, like I said, it's more intangible. Um, I want to feel like they're able to problem solve and, and peel the onion back all the way to, to figure out where the problem originated and how to prevent that problem moving forward. So it, for me, it's, I focused on a lot of the intangible things um, more than I do just the hard numbers. And I think when, in my opinion, if I'm able to really dive into their, their mind and get the, their mindset, right, that 
that those tangible numbers will happen. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Sheldon. Our number one focus is, is people development. It's basically something that we talk about almost every single day, every single week, and just kind of looking out, you know, hey, where's where's this person? When are they going to be a certified peacemaker? How are we going to get them there and get people to the next level? And kind of feel that once we get the people part of everything fixed, then everything just irons itself out in the end. Honestly, we, we have uh, Sam coming in, I think, six or seven times this year just to help with that extra uh, classroom training with, you know, different scenarios with, you know, the last one we did was just how to do a proper interview or um, and recruitment. And it's amazing how many people just, you know, they don't know how to do that. The little things that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, the training it, it somehow along the last, you know, 29, 30 years with in my career, I've seen training just get watered down and watered down and watered down. And eventually people just, they don't know the, the old bones of our, our, our company. So we're really focusing on that more than anything this year. Um, and I wouldn't say that we're anywhere perfect, but um, we're really, really trying hard on that aspect. So, yes, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time talking about the mindset and leader leadership development. But you know, one of the things that um, you know, Sam talked when I talked with Sam recently, he goes, "One of my he's one of these struggles he thinks I have all the time is that I kind of expect people to kind of be kind of like our group is really, you know, people that just kind of." wake up, kind of go and get it. And so you really got to break it down and chunk it down to people. So, yeah, it's looking at those individual goals and sitting there and talking to them, understanding that just under, just the mindset of him not quitting is one thing, but actually understanding where you actually want that ship to go at the end of the day is a whole other thing as well. So, yeah, it was really good to sit, to sit down with the people and actually go over those individual goals and understand that, you know, if you're not anywhere close to this today, it doesn't mean you don't try. You always know, got to chunk it down and get there. Just because you're not close there doesn't mean you can't be there in five months, six months. But we have to start moving towards that today somehow, some way, little by little. So just thinking about that a little bit, Anthony, like people have to surround themselves with people with like minds or same kind of ambition, I guess, and maybe in a way. So like here's here, I'll give you a story about this. So like two years ago, I was just a nine store franchisee and I was fine with that and totally okay with that. But as I was introduced to this group and of all these people, all of a sudden they started pushing my buttons. Like internally, they didn't know they necessarily were, but it's like the competitive side of me wants to beat them and outdo them. And then all of a sudden here I am buying 12 more stores. Like I was totally fine with just nine and all of a sudden I'm at 12 and you know, here we are talking about how many more stores we're going to build here in the future. And, you know, D- Domino's has a great incentive program and, you know, you just kind of, you look at like, okay, well, right now I'm the top of the, the totem pole with 21, but, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm sure some of them may be looking at it that way. Like, okay, well, Mike has more stores. Maybe I need to get more, but I, that was kind of my, I saw people kind of growing and I just, I just got me and my juices flowing to, to get more competitive and get more ambitious, I guess you could say. So maybe I put up more than I could chew too, but, but it's something, it's, it's a challenge that I want to work through and I, I know we'll get there. But again, just kind of surrounding your, yourself with great people kind of helps you get to another level. That's kind of, I guess, my point of it. I was showing me Sheldon said it the one time, you know, you think you're doing something really well and then you'll post like something to the group and then somebody else posts something that's like, all right, got to go back and work on this. So it's like, it's, it's, it's been really nice having this group. I mean, 
Yeah, really nice until you think you're doing something good and they just shoot it down 20 times over or better. You know what? That's the good thing about our group, too, though, because we're all really brutally honest with each other. Like, you'll have an idea and you'll put it out there and then you'll get everybody like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Why would you think of that? So I was like, okay, okay, hold on a second. Let's go back to the drawing board. I thought maybe that should be our our group moniker is the one-uppers. You know, we're always the one-up each other. That's really what it is, yeah. I love, I love that about. Mike. I mean, you saw me at the beginning. I, you, you said something. You were only really? Domino's twenty-two years, and I was like, one plus one, girl, plus one. <laughs> that's awesome, and you know, I think that's always been the case in Domino's Pizza. Is franchisees have always been a super competitive group, but they've always been willing to share everything they know, and then they're just going to out execute you. Like I'll tell you everything I'm doing. I will share all my materials with you. I will tell you what I'm doing with my people good luck because I'm still going to kick your rear end because I'm going to out execute you. And it sounds like that's kind of the, the, the vibe you guys have got in your group is you want to help each other. You want everybody to be the best versions of themselves they can be, but make no mistake about it. You want to have the most stores or you want to have the best CSAT or you want to have the best whatever, but you want to be the best of the best. You don't want to be the best of a bunch of also rands. So I, I just love that spirit. Um, that you guys absolutely have in spades. And the fact that, you know, you're open and honest with each other and, and say, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like a, a really good idea, but not really. And that you, <laughs> you know, you, you help each other in the group, which is amazing. And I think that's one of the things that today's leaders really struggle with is they have a really hard time taking constructive criticism and not taking it personally. It's like, I'm not attacking you. I'm telling you where I think the holes are in this particular idea because I want to see you be successful. I think that, I mean, to a point, I mean, you know, we have a, a Dropbox that we share files with and Emily is always uh, putting files in there. She keeps everything updated. But I mean, like we have all the tools and everything that they use in DNA. She constantly kicks our butt every single week. <laughs> just, she, we share everything. Like, I mean, it's, if somebody has something, we just ask and we share. And it's just really, you know, going out there and figuring out how to do it. So they're really aren't many secrets, especially like in this group. I mean, it's something anybody needs anything, you know, here it is. How can I help you? Well, I would say that we, we take a lot of things personally. (laughs) There's a lot of things we take personally. But the nice thing is we, we kind of talk to each other about it, kind of vent about it. And we don't necessarily bring it into the household or maybe to our stores, but it's definitely a very personal situation for me on a regular basis. If, you know, now we're not hitting service or we're not achieving the things I think that are easily achievable, but you know, it's a good, good to have these guys to kind of vent about it. And, um, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, they can offer some solutions. So that really, that really does come in handy a lot, of, a lot of times because there are a lot of things that happen on a day-to-day basis and not many people can understand some of the things that you're going through. So it's really nice to have a group of people that you can like, Hey, what do you think about this situation? And what do you do? I know I asked Dan about a situation on Saturday and he called me and we spent some time going through that. And it's really nice to be able to bounce some of those things off someone else that you know has experience with that. And, well, Anthony, and you said, you know, not many people can understand what you're going through. And, you know, Mike and I were talking about this yesterday or the day before. There's no reason they should understand it. I mean, there's a reason why you guys are, are business owners, because you want to have the skin in the game and you want to shoulder that responsibility. I don't think there's any way in the world a general manager can possibly understand what they're getting into 
if they want to take that next step to be a franchisee. I mean, you guys don't have a job. You have a 24 7, 365 lifelong commitment once you sign that standard franchise agreement. And people need to understand that. You know, I think I, I heard a franchisee once say, you know, I, I never count my hours because it would just sicken me. And I would imagine that you're all in the same boat, but you, you did it voluntarily. You did it by choice. You understand that there's risks. And we wouldn't and do reward. anything else. And yeah, we wouldn't we, change I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to consensus here. Maybe like go on more vacations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple I mean, more. Maybe. Even, even when things are crazy, we've all came to that consensus. Like, yeah, I don't matter. It doesn't matter how crazy it is. I don't know what I'd be doing right now if it wasn't this. And we still love it every single day. So along those lines, we, we started this talking about goal setting and the, the trainer in me. There's the smart or smack, right? The specific, measurable, achievable. There's the BHAG where you go for the big, hairy, audacious goal. And yet almost everything you guys talked about as a group was just total peer pressure. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I mean, I like, I I think when I did those one-on-ones, like I I have crazy goals that I personally want our group to get to, but I just kind of sit those off to the side. (laughs) So you know, it's like, where, where, are we, where are we at today? You know, what's, what's realistic for these guys so they can see it? And I still have this crazy goal of where we can get to and stuff like that. But I also don't want to scare everybody else away from those. And, you know, I know Mike talked about store counts, but I think the, the thing is none of us actually have a goal when it comes to store count. I think our, all of our goals are pretty similar to that. I mean, as many as we all want to run really successful Domino's Pizza stores. Nobody's really interested in just having a number of stores um, just to have them. We only want to have stores that are really successful. And for us, I think when I talk about our group, some of the standards and expectations that we have are sometimes through the roof. So it's not always easy to multiply that to a big, a big, big level sometimes because you, you want to maintain some of that, con- some of that control. So, I mean, I look at other brands, for instance, you look at um, in and out you know, which they, they're finally des- deciding to expand out, but for, forever they stay really small and really close because their standards are their standards and they don't want to dilute those any more than they were because they weren't interested in just being a big company with a low standard. I mean, that's, you know, for us, it's those goals, when we talk about those, I think everybody has kind of big crazy goals, but I know when I talk to my team, I try to not, not have those big crazy goals out there because they do scare people all sometimes, but yeah, I, I try to make every every one of my goals with my team members, you know, I make them snackable. When somebody put something out there that was just kind of an easy layup, it was, yeah, come on. Like, you, you, you don't even have to stretch to get there. Like, well, it's going to really challenge you. Let's let's reset that goal around something around there. Yeah, you talked about peer pressure. That's kind of the psychology around our group goal settings. Is there's, they're in there with their peers. And, you know, guy number one's like, I'm setting this goal. And then, you know, you see somebody like quickly erasing their paper. Like I've, I've got to, you know, step up my game a little bit. So um, that's kind of what, and also because I'm an airhead. And um, if I say something in a one-on-one with guy A, once I get down to guy 14, I'm like, oh crap, I forgot you know, to say all these things. So if I can get them all in a room at the same time and we all have one conversation and um, bounce ideas, you know, when, when Dan talks about what's in place now, and the first person says, well, when I, I, fe- I figured this out halfway through the year and this really worked for me, then the second person is like, oh, I haven't figured that out yet. Maybe I need to learn from this one over here. So th- there's definitely uh, something special and great about peer-to-peer uh, challenges. And as Mike said, surrounding yourself with like-minded people or people that are going to push you to be better. So if, if I were a 
franchisee listening to this, what I actually hear coming out of this group is, is it's not about the number. It's not about the category, but if I've got six doors and I've got four really killer GMs, I would throw them into a room and just thunderdome it. You guys figure out your goals, go nuts and see what kind of happens. I think if you have four really good ones, you don't stop until you have six that are a group like this. Because when you have four good and two, we'll call it not good. Extra mediocre. <laughs> yeah, two the two <laughs> mediocres, they're just not gonna they're not gonna fit just just the same way that it, unfortunately there's franchisees that don't fit our group. You know, we're always expanding and we have a bigger, you know, group that of guys that we love to share with and talk with. But I think I think that my biggest takeaway be if if I'm looking at my GM group and I have, you know, 10 or 14 that are amazing. Um, if you guys are listening, I'm just throwing out fake numbers. Chill out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I do love, we just had our late Christmas party is just everyone fit. Everyone's they're all a group. Like we are a group in this. And, and if you don't have it, the ones that don't, just kind of stand out, you know, and, and that's the ones you should probably be maybe concerned about. I agree with you that you should be concerned about them. Let's say you just acquired two or three stores and they're not necessarily, don't necessarily have the same mindset that your team has. Do you think there's an upside to throwing them in with the team and every time they're together, they come out a little bit closer and closer? One of the things I hear from my clients most about the workshops that we do is less about the specific curriculum and more about getting their guys outside of their four walls and into a room together and starting to build that bond and that they come out with more and more excitement. And obviously the curriculum is important, but the experience of them getting in a room away from having to make pizzas, away from having to answer the phones and talking about things gives them, you know, Mike said it, our guys left with a little bit more pep in their step after the last class. And, you know, I think the curriculum had something to do with that, but I think the experience that the participants created had more to do with it. I mean, there's also, you know, you think about the, the worldwide rally high, every, you take your managers, worldwide rally, they always come back with an extra pep in their step. There's always something about networking. That's, that's real good for everybody. And we do that at our rally. We force people to do the, the, scavenger hunt and stuff to get out of their circle to go meet somebody else change tables my managers yeah my managers actually still talk with all the you guys as managers from that situation and and still share and and so it's awesome to see that you know our our quote-unquote offspring of managers are are doing the same thing you know our kids are our kids are friends we talked about setting goals it sounds like you're all setting goals with your teams allowing your teams to come up with the goals for themselves, as long as they're aligned with you, of course, which I think is super important because my experience has been when people set their own goals, they tend to want to show you that they can achieve them. That Whereas if I give them goals, they're like, oh, I've got to do what the boss said. So I love the fact that you guys are doing that. You had a great opportunity to hear a great group of franchisees talk about goal setting, the importance of being around people that are like-minded, and making sure that they are always pushing you to be the best versions of yourself. I can't wait to hear the last segment. You're absolutely going to want to tune in to that. As always, gang, make sure that you like us, you follow us, and you're subscribing to these podcasts. If you do, 
you can reach out to Drew or myself and let us know that you're subscribing and we will make sure we get you a Drew and Sam Talk training hat pin. With that, make sure you go out and sell more pizzas and have more fun. Bye-bye. Woo, Sam.